Welcome to Headbingers in Charge. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Courtney. And we are currently midway through this spring binger game season. We have three shows down and going into our fourth today. The latest show we watched was one of Court's selections, so I'll, I'll let her introduce it. This week we watched season one of HBO Max's Broad City. Broad City. Mm-hmm. This one's for the ladies. Yeah, it's basically about two girls and her best friends living in New York City. That's all I got. Two broads in the city. <laughs> <laughs> two broads in the city, huh? Yeah, good title. Yep. Uh, basically, two young 20-somethings trying to navigate being a young 20-something. A lot of... uh adulting going on and a lot of not so much adulting going on yeah so that's pretty much it two girls that smoke a lot of weed get into a lot of trouble avoid a lot of responsibilities just going going through life basically um if you haven't watched season one of broad city now's your chance to tune out go ahead kens i know you want to hit that button All right, um, let's just dive into it here. So season one, episode one, curtains open. We got two girls in New York City trying to go to a Lil Wayne concert. Yep, but they don't have enough money for tickets. Mm. Sounds about right. We've all experienced that, right? You want to go to a concert, you don't have the money. It's a struggle. Yeah, so they... Uh, do all kinds of outrageous things to try to scrap together some money to get to go to the concert. Um, so it seems to me that Abby is sometimes the one with her head screwed on straight and Ilana is kind of the one that's like the bad influence and eggs are on. Like I know she convinces her to like leave work and come with her to try to, you know, do whatever to get these tickets. And I don't know. I mean, neither one of them are quote unquote responsible, but I see Alana as the, the bad influence for sure. Yeah, I agree. Alana reminds me of, um, Aubrey Plaza and a lot of her roles. Definitely. I specifically like, I don't know why, but it makes me think of her role in, uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Mm. That's the type of humor this show is, that like dry just humor. I mean, I think Abby and Alana both have that kind of like deadpan acting and that's that's kind of the vibe. I agree. Maybe that's all the weed, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of weed, in the next episode, the girls decide that they need to become more responsible and uh abby wants to buy her own weed mm. so she goes on a little adventure trying to figure out how to get weed by herself without alana doing it for her like you know grown adults do they get their own weed right and um alana is trying to tackle taxes yeah nobody wants to do that no 
No, we have people for that. <laughs> yeah, and then she, they go to the, um, what's his name? It's like an accountant, right? Yeah, but they're called something. I guess we'll just go with accountant. They go to the accountant and he wants to charge her more than she gets back for her refund, which I think is kind of funny. It's that that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's one of those hard adult lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then she ended up trying to mail all the stuff to her parents, but she threw it in the trash can instead of the mailbox. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this show had uh, some funny moments. Did, were you hooked right away, or did it take you? No, I wasn't. It took me a couple episodes. Um, I mean, I had you know a couple laughs the first few episodes, but I think a little further along um, is when I really was kind of getting into it a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, this is kind of funny. It was like getting better, you know. I think anyway. Yeah. I don't want to give away my score. Right. Exactly. That's why I was trying to be vague. <laughs> yeah. But I will say it didn't hook me right away. Um, that's all I'm going to say. That's fair. And the, the, again, the type of show and the type of humor took a little bit to adjust. Like, when I first started watching it, Abby bothered me. Like, she was so deadpan that I was like, she is stupid. I hate this. <laughs> I don't know why. It was Abby in, in particular that just, like, bothered me. And then, like, as we got farther along, I was I was like, okay, this is just what it is. It's part of the humor, and I get it. And, you know, I accepted it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think um, the struggle for me for all of these shows has been not liking the characters so i i don't care right for the shows um and that continued on with this show i really did not care <laughs> okay that's fair i get that again there's no because it's like a comedy there's no real depth yep you know yep i mean we don't really know anything about alana and um, the only little thing we get about Abby is that she's got a crush on Jeremy across the hall. So, like, you know, part of you wants to root for that, but that's about it. There's no other emotional attachment. Yeah. But All right, we're, sk- we're skipping we're ahead. ahead. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so the third episode, um, Alana tries to make extra money. Uh, working as a temp for a temp agency that she apparently used to work for in the past. Uh, Gets herself in a little bit of trouble, like walking dogs and dropping the dogs off at the wrong apartments and all that stuff. And uh, Abby promises Jeremy, the neighbor that she's got a crush on, um, that she will wait for his package. And that kind of goes south. Mm-hmm. As she misses the package. Yeah, and then she had to go on that adventure to who knows where to try to pick up the package. And and she teams up with the roommate's boyfriend, Matt. Bevers. Yeah, yeah. 
he drives me nuts but like the first couple episodes when he was just like eating her food and like doing shit like that I was like I hate him and I can't stand him but then I think as the season went on I found him to actually be like funny you know really yeah I thought so I mean I I still think he's annoying but he's like annoying funny if that makes sense yeah, I mean, he's definitely needed for the show. He provide he's like a device in the show. He kind of, um, you know, we always refer to everything in Friends. So he's kind of, in my opinion, like the Janice. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. He's like annoying, but like you get it. It's like supposed to, he's supposed to be annoying, right? It's like the, the humor. Yeah. The next episode, I think if I remember correctly, was actually one of my least favorites. I don't know why this one just didn't do anything for me. Um, Abby and Alana get locked out of the apartment. Yeah, it was very weird. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a slow episode. I don't know. Abby's supposed to have a, an art gallery show that they're supposed to be getting ready for. And they get locked out of the apartment. So they have to try to get ready for the show. And they call a locksmith but he was a little creepy so they very creepy he, i didn't like that yeah i didn't like that either but, i mean unfortunately realistic like shit like that happens yeah and i could totally understand them not wanting him to know where they live yeah that that, he, that poor couple yeah the locksmith opens a different apartment because the girls didn't want him to know where they live and then that family came home and pepper sprayed them <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I don't know. Maybe that one was too over the top for me, but the whole show is kind of over the top, so I don't know. Yeah. Next uh, next episode is when they they went to a party. I, I forget why, what the party was for. It was just... It was a party for change. Oh, yeah, yeah, because then <laughs> the guy was giving out the samples and right when he ate them, they're like, oh, a child just died of starvation in Africa. Right. Would you like another? <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I thought that one was kind of funny, and they, they met um, DJs that they both went home with. Yeah, that was weird. And the DJs were trying to get them to have, like, a foursome or just, like, an orgy or something. I don't know, but I thought, like, the the physical comedy of that was funny. Like, the way that they were, like, both in the shower and then they just, like, bump into each other. Like, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that one was one of the better ones. I agree. Um, in the next episode, Abby uh, loses her phone and travels all over New York City to find it. I thought the the guy she was talking to stole it. I thought so too. I spent the whole episode like, I was like, she's know, trying criminal to criminal minds. How to get yeah. away with murder was in my head. I was like, he stole it. He's a creep. Yeah, she was like, oh my god, I need to talk to him. I was like, oh my god, he just talked to you because he wanted to steal your phone. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was that was I was convinced the whole time that it was him. Yeah, was, but no, it was that other girl. I don't even know what her name is. I don't know either. But just a ditzy girl at the bar that accidentally picked up her phone. And Alana hooks up with this guy, Tyler, who's very good looking, very good in bed. 
but is part of a stand-up comedy troupe that sucks <laughs> really bad. Yep. Yeah, she was really feeling him until she went to the show. <laughs> I thought that part was kind of funny, too. Yeah, it was all right. So, of course, she had to break that off. And then we go into episode number seven. I think my personal favorite episode of the season. I was just going to say, this was probably the best of them. I thought it was funny. I thought this episode was really funny. I thought it was funny with the poop in the shoe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So basically... It wasn't even even hers. No. That was the funny part. (laughs) So basically... um, there's a hurricane, so they're all waiting out the storm together, having like a blackout party kind of thing. They're playing uh, games and doing a talent show, and uh, Abby really has to go to the bathroom, and Alana's like, just go. Like, I'll distract everybody so nobody hears you. Just go. She does, but the water's off, so she can't flush, and so she asks Alana to take care of it. And then later on in the episode, hey, take care of my poop. Yeah. Can you imagine having a friend that close? I don't think I have a friend that close. No, I don't. I like, no. But why wouldn't she just take care of it herself? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess she just didn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd... I mean, if we learned anything from sex education, you put it in your sock and throw it out the window. <laughs> right. What is it all these shows in uh, the poop comedy? I mean, I think it works. Obviously, we liked the episode. (laughs) And it was the first (laughs) thing you mentioned. Well, it's the first thing that anyone would mention, I think. That's true. (laughs) Um, So basically, later on in the episode, um, Bevers' camp buddy is freaking out. And he's like, who the hell shit in my shoe? It wasn't his camp buddy. It was his sister. What? It's his sister. Oh, that's his sister? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I missed that part. I just remember him saying something about camp. I'm pretty sure it was his sister. Fact check. Yeah, Marla is Bever's sister. I stand corrected then. So then Marla, who is Bever's sister, is freaking out, saying, who the hell shit in my shoe? (laughs) And of course, right away, Abby thinks that that's what Alana did with her shit. (laughs) And she's freaking out because Jeremy is there at the blackout party and obviously embarrassing. And so she goes around the room one by one, accusing everyone, and Abby finally admits to it. And then she goes up to Alana and is like, why would you do that? Why would you put it in her shoe? And she was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Because she didn't put it in her shoe. It was actually Bevers who shit in her shoe. (laughs) And then we got to see, like, the sleuthing that Alana did to... (laughs) Hide yeah, the just, poop. Like, walking on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> that I episode was funny. That was funny. Um, did he say why he pooped in her shoe? Not really. He kind of says something long. I th- he said something about camp, and that's why I was like, oh, they must be friends from camp. But I don't know. 
I'm assuming maybe just a sibling prank. I don't know. I would never poop in your shoe though, Ken's. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wouldn't. I know either. how you feel about shoes. Yeah. God. I don't um, know that I would hide your poop either. <laughs> really? <laughs> to be honest. Really? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I guess if I had to. I might do it for you. It depends. I need to know the situation. It would, and the it would totally depend on the situation. Yeah. I need to know all the, the terms and conditions. But in the next episode, the uh, girls have a wedding to go to. The destination wedding. And basically, things just keep going wrong. Yeah, we, First, we meet their old friend... Who's very weird. Yeah. Are you talking about the guy or the girl? The girl? That's yeah, like in love I, with her brother? Yeah. I don't remember her name. I don't either. Was it Gemma? I don't remember. No, maybe not. I'm trying to look up the cast right now, but... Yeah, but she... Yeah, she kept trying to, like... I guess make Alana jealous or something. Talk about how her and... Um, Abby hung out and did all this stuff. I don't know. They they used to hang out without her or something. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it seems like they were Abby's friends before she really knew Alana or maybe just got close with Alana. And that girl was very set on like... It kind of reminded me of friends from college in that moment. Like very much like, oh yeah, I remember all the good times we used to have. We used to be the trio and we used to do this, and we used to do that. And then at the end, Abby finally snapped and was like, we're not e- we don't even talk anymore. Like, go away. Like, yeah. Whatever. Um, but that one was okay. I think I think the two new characters in that episode were kind of weird. Um, but I love Lincoln. I think Lincoln's funny. I like Lincoln. <laughs> and he too. had a little bit more in this episode. He's in another show I watch, and I can't remember which one it is, but I, I like him. Yeah, he's fun. I like him. And then in the next episode, Abby is looking for an apartment. I loved the way this episode started when they were all like dressed up and she was having like this daydream essentially of them like cashing all this money in the bank. When she was in like the big fat suit and Alana was like in the the makeup and stuff. I thought that was funny. Um, But basically, Abby sold some of her art that she drew uh, for $8,000. So she decides she's going to look for an apartment. um, Which, of course, takes a crazy turn as she gets a pretty kooky realtor. See, this is the episode I I literally don't remember. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I don't. Well, she shows her the one apartment that's like literally a hallway. It's like f- three feet wide. Oh, okay. I do remember and that. And then she shows her the other apartment with the blood splatter on the wall. And she's like, oh, guess what? The walls are super thick. No one will ever hear you screaming for help. Yes. Okay, I remember that. And then... She finally finds a great apartment on Craigslist and she brings Lincoln uh, with her and it's a black couple and 
they you yes. know they vibe in they're getting along and then alana's like oh here's the art that i sold in this commercial and it's like a commercial for like a white only dating site mm-hmm. and so then obviously that gets awkward really quick and lincoln's like i don't actually know her <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's the end of that she doesn't get the apartment yep obviously um and what is Alana doing in that episode? Don't ask me. I didn't even remember what Abby was doing. <laughs> um, gosh. It said something about the cable company. Oh, yes. Yeah, she has to return. She keeps getting charged from the cable company like $100 a month or something for... Um, something even though she canceled cable and she returned the cable box but when she finally got a hold of someone they were like well you didn't return the remote and so she has to reach out to this creepy ex roommate who they slept together a couple times to see if he had the remote and he brings her a remote but it's the wrong remote and so they're going to keep charging her essentially yeah i briefly remember that too Yeah, that one didn't stick out to me. And that brings us to the last episode. The Last Supper. The Last Supper. I want to go out to a fancy restaurant for Abby's birthday, and she goes and gets a dress she can't afford. Keeps the tags on. We've all done it. And it's a fancy seafood restaurant. They order several servings or uh, courses of all these seafood uh, meals, and Alana is allergic to shellfish Mm -hmm. and is just convincing Abby that she's fine and she knows her limits. Abby is freaking out because she peed out a condom and she thought it was from the guy that she had just slept with that night before. Turns out he didn't even use a condom. So now she's stressed about this condom that's been stuck in her vagina for possibly four days or more. Who knows? Yeah. And um, and she should be concerned about the guy that didn't use a condom. Correct. And we get a fun little cameo appearance from Amy Poehler in this episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I love her. I think she's so funny. <laughs> she is funny. Um, and basically, Abby has to stab uh, Alana with an EpiPen, but Alana moves and Abby stabs herself, which causes her to, like, go into roid rage, essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they end up in the hospital on Abby's birthday. And that's where season one ends. And that's where season one ends with Abby's birthday. I think it's a good way to end a season. Yeah. They were kind of talking in the hospital about life and updating their bucket lists. And I don't know. I think that was a nice uh, seed planting for season two. Like maybe that's something they focus on season two is conquering those bucket list items. I feel like with sitcoms... It's it's hard to have a a good season with just 10 episodes because it's not like the 
drama shows or anything where they're longer. 10, 20 minute episodes is not a lot. Right. So it's it's hard to establish a lot of ground. Agreed. I really do think that, at least in the sitcoms that we've watched, some of them focus more on like just the comedy and some of them tried to focus on like the plot Mm -hmm. right like I felt like with Broad City and The Office there was really not much of a plot like episode by episode plots right um but then there was the comedy whereas Search Party and um Friends from College kind of focused on those longer plots of, you know, who's sleeping with who and, you know, Chantal is missing and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I guess it's just up to your preference. Yeah, definitely. You know, and maybe this is something we should talk about when we talk about the Binger games as a whole, but I think you're right. It's hard to do the plot over several episodes, I think. Friends from College and Search Party kind of struggled with that, and it was harder to find the comedy in there. But I, on the other hand, I appreciate the plot. Right. Because without a plot line, like, I'm like, why am I watching this? Right. Is there a purpose? Right. I think right now we've seen shows that have one or the other. I would love to get a show that has both. I'm a, I agree with you. Oh, my God. We're just making realizations here. I know, mind-blowing. We know what we want now. (laughs) Took us long enough. Hopefully we'll get it coming up, but in the meantime, it's time to play your sitcom construction game, huh? Sitcom construction with the engineer. Do I have to explain the rules again? No, I think we got it. All right. So our our five key characters in a sitcom. Does Broad City have it? Hopeless romantic looking for love. I'd argue that's Abby with Jeremy. I think it would be a stretch. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think to short answer your question, I think, yes, Broad City has the sitcom construction, but with modifications. So, like, I think Abby is the hopeless romantic looking for love. I think Ilana is the hot female lead. And I would argue that Jeremy is the wifey material female lead. Like, he's the, obviously not wifey material, but he's hubby material. I feel like we don't even know enough about him. Mm Mm-hmm. But. And that's the thing, is the show really just focuses on the two girls. And that makes it hard. Because you could also argue that the hopeless romantic looking for love is Lincoln. True. 
but he's also the wholesome and cute softy, and we all know that. And the friend with absurd and weird ideas is definitely Bevers. No question there. <laughs> you know, it's weird. We never meet the roommate. We only see him. Right. I think that's like the irony of it. I think that's that's supposed to be funny in itself is that we never meet the roommate. And he is the the obnoxious significant other that is there more often than the actual roommate but doesn't pay any rent. <laughs> right. I know you still live at home, but I've definitely dealt with that a handful of times, so it's definitely obnoxious. So to answer your question, Ken's, I think if you know, genders can be bent here, which, you know, it's twenty twenty two, so I'm all about it. I think yeah, I think loosely Broad City fits this sitcom construction. Would you agree? Loosely. It's very loose. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, it's because there aren't even really five lead That's characters. What I was just about to say, it's not really an ensemble cast, which you usually see with a sitcom. So, yeah, I was. It's like it's tough because I feel like Jeremy is that fifth person, but he's not. You know, he's not really a lead even. He, he, yeah, not yet anyway. I wonder if he becomes more of a role. I would hope so. He might even be the hot female lead. You know, he's just like the hot, the hottie of the show. I don't know. Hot take? I think we need to see more of the show to really lock those in. But those are my season one predictions of who is fitting into that. Fair enough. Shall we move on to the scorecard? We shall. It's start right at the top as usual visual appeal I thought the visual appeal was pretty good um I mean obviously no over-the-top special effects but New York City is a very well-known place and it appeared to me that they really went to these places and shot these episodes like they were really in Central Park and you know all these big well-known places. Yeah, I was visually appealed, and I think they had a, a lot of different sets and props, and I think it was good. Speaking of loosely related to visual appeal, did you notice anything familiar? In the episode where Abby was apartment hunting, I'm pretty sure, they showed the exterior. The episode I don't remember. Oh, the episode you don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. They showed an exterior of an apartment building and it's one of the exteriors of the Friends, Friends? building. Yeah. No, I didn't notice. You'll have to keep an eye out for it. When you go and rewatch the show because you loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True to genre, Ken's. What'd you think? It was a sitcom. It was. There was a situation. Two girls mm -hmm. in New York. There was there was a situation every episode for sure. You know, debatable comedy. I think there was comedy in there, Ken. There was comedy, just maybe not my form of comedy. Got you. I think it, in my opinion, it might have been one of the funniest so far, or at least close. Like, there's maybe one other show that I would put up there with it. Honestly, Won't like ruin anything, but watching these shows had made me question whether or not I have a sense of humor. 
(laughs) (laughs) because i haven't found like any of these shows funny (laughs) and the thing is i mean obviously like search party and friends from college like you know maybe people don't actually watch but the office is a very popular show and broad city even is a moderately popular show at least it was when it first came out so it's like i don't know am i am i losing my my sense of humor i'm like nervous <laughs> uh, like i'm sitting there with a stone cold face watching these episodes and i'm like what does it take to get a chuckle out of me <laughs> i don't understand yeah. i think I'll jump into the next category here because I think it really comes down to the likable characters because I feel like the first, you know, I'd say the whole first season of Grey's Anatomy, I wasn't 100% into it and not that Grey's Anatomy is a comedy show, but when I like rewatch season one now, I feel like I find things funny that I didn't find funny the first time I watched it and it's because... I have an attachment to these characters, so I'm more likely to laugh at what they're saying or what they're doing. I agree, and I think if you ask anybody that watched The Office, I bet the first time they watched season one, there's no chance that they really like laughed or really loved it. But then it's kind of like Friends. like We laugh more now like rewatching it than we probably did the first time. I feel like so. that's true, yeah. Especially because we were so young, I didn't get half the jokes. <laughs> right. So I, I think and that's that's the purpose of sitcoms is to be able to watch any episode any time rewatch them and we just haven't gotten to that point yet they're supposed to be almost like timeless in that sense yeah yeah um so in terms of likable characters i mean i've been through the the uh lower 20s struggle I I do empathize with them sometimes. Sometimes I just roll my eyes at how over the top they are, but I have found these two to be a bit more likable than some of the other shows we've watched. I can agree with that, but it wasn't a very high bar set. Um, That's true. <laughs> like the depth, like we said, isn't really there, but I personally kind of felt like an attachment like oh two girls just trying to make it you know i can see the potential um but so far lincoln's still my favorite character i love lincoln he's so fun and he's cute acting acting was good i think it was fine yeah i mean it's the deadpan comedy they sold the over the top oh yeah Definitely. There's a lot of over-the-top moments where they're, like, screaming or something, and I'm like, wow. You really got to commit to something like that, you know? Like when Alana finds out that Abby made out with another girl that wasn't her. Yeah. And she's just on the bus, and she was just screaming. I was like... Over-the-top acting is hard, too, you know? So it's... I give them props. Character chemistry? I feel like Alana and Abby definitely have chemistry. I also feel like Abby and Jeremy, like that whole interaction, I feel like I almost feel it, you know? 
Like, I know we have no idea where Jeremy stands just yet, but sometimes when he's knocking and, like, asking her to look for packages for her, I'm like, maybe he's feeling this. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, oh, he knocks on the door and it's getting steamy. <laughs> I don't see any chemistry between Abby and Jeremy. Really? No, nothing. Oh my gosh, I think it's so funny how like awkward she gets whenever he talks and how yeah, she that, just like, like says things incorrectly. Yes, she she does get I don't see them getting together. There's they don't have chemistry. Not yet. Okay. She likes him, but I don't think he likes her. Okay. Interesting slash bingeability. Well, it's, um, I mean, we can say this about every one of the sitcoms. They're all bingeable because they're so short. Um, right. It's going to be the interesting that weighs heavy on this. Um, it was okay. It was better than the other ones, but still not over the top for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Emotional appeal? Meh. I don't know. Um, As I said, uh, this didn't make me laugh just like the others. Um, There wasn't too many other emotional tie-ins. I guess, you know, just being a 20-year-old woman. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I do, like we talked about, remember feeling angry with Bevers the first couple episodes. Yeah, that's for fair. For sure. And the way that he behaves as a roommate. Um, but other than that, I think you're right. No other strong emotions that I can pull out, like off the top of my head. Originality? You know, it kind of seemed original just because of how like I don't know what the word is but like not universally accepted it is for like females to be so like sex positive and stuff Uh, like it kind of gave me sex in the city vibes Um, you know because have you seen sex in the city yeah. You have? I've, well, not like all the way through, but like I've seen episodes oh. of it. And, okay. you know, there's leading ladies that, you know, I mean, Alana and Abby have lots of casual sex and they talk about like masturbation and things that like, you know, I feel like some people in this day and age are still like, ugh. Women shouldn't be like that, you know? Even though if it were a show about two men sleeping around with a bunch of women, everyone would be like, good for them. Um, But my point being, I think it's kind of original in that way. That, like, it's kind of not, like I said, universally accepted, I'll go with. Yeah, that's a good point. I think um, it not being an ensemble... Is also a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these sitcoms take place in New York City. They really like, do. Like, why can't we have a sitcom of, and they're all about 20 something year olds trying to find their way? 
seems to be the universal theme. But why don't they do it in Chicago or L.A. or even, I don't know. Why is it always in New York? It's not where the film companies are located. Yeah, but half of these shows don't even shoot in New York. They shoot on like a stage. You could do anything. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I want a Chicago-themed show. I don't know why I think of Chicago. That's the only city <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head. You want a Laurel Springs, New Jersey-themed show? No. I don't know. Just something different than New York. I mean, there's other major cities. It's true. Probably expensive to shoot there. But like you said, they don't have to really shoot there. Yeah, I bet you if we looked it up, I bet you they didn't even shoot in New York. That could be fun. Let's save that for the finale. In our grand finale episode of the uh, Binger Games, we'll talk about where each show was actually filmed. Fair enough. And to be fair, The Office is set in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes, that's that's good. That's why it gets originality points. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Um, all right, well, overall, what do you got for your one word to describe Broad City? <clears throat> well, you know, I, I was thinking about this because we've been doing this the last few shows, but we've been doing, like, one word describing, like, how we felt about it. And not like one word to describe the show. I feel like maybe during the finale, that's also something we should do. Like give like a a short phrase to pitch each of the shows. Okay, we could do that. We got a lot of things to remember for the finale. I hope you're taking notes. I'm going to continue on with going like with my one word to describe my watch experience. Um, I also did not prepare this ahead of time, so I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I didn't either. Okay. I have my word. Go for it. I think my word to describe Broad City is extra. Okay. So, you know, it's better than the three over the top, we kept saying. Okay. What do you got? Are you Googling words? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think... Hmm. It's just funny because when you said that, I was looking for synonyms for over the top. That's why I was laughing. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the word that I found to be the funniest, which is bonkers. Bonkers? Bonkers. Like an 80-year-old British man? <laughs> the show was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bonkers. That doesn't sound like a good thing. Depends on what your sense of humor is. All right. That's what I'm going with, Kens. Fair enough. As a reminder to our listening audience, we won't be revealing our final scorecards with our final scores until our grand finale episode in a few weeks. So make sure you stay tuned for that. The next show we will be discussing is one of my choices. This is my last contender in the Binger Games. We have 
the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ooh, we should, you know, you calling it your last contenders got me thinking. I, I don't, I mean, obviously we still would have to score fairly, but I feel like the person whose show wins should like get something. Yeah. Not like a physical something, but maybe like a badge of honor. <laughs> I was thinking more like if, if your show wins, you get to pick the next theme or you get to pick first in the next uh okay draft something like that maybe we, we should live stream our draft on like our instagram story that could be fun Ooh, that could be fun let us know if you want to see that fam let us know anyway we'll talk more about that um and iron out the details there but Keep in mind that the audience bonus is still in effect, so be ready to vote the week leading up to our grand finale for your favorite choice. Yeah, and try to watch season one of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt this week. I believe that's also set in New York, so let's go for it. Um, (laughs) You can tune in to our discussion next week. Yeah, we have a link to our Binger Games bracket on all of our socials. So give us a follow and play along with us. You can enter our contest for a chance to win a t-shirt. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HeadBingersPod. One quick plug before I close it out. The Wild Season 2 dropped this past week. Whoop Very whoop. excited to start that. Um, so make sure you guys all check that out. Thanks for listening. And as always... Keep on binging.